These are tales of danger and the pursuit of endless riches. Adventurers and heroes from all parts of the world charging into the unknown, setting steel and magic against the most impossible foes, with each time wondering if this would be the last. Storms gather on the horizon, and evil rises from the waters of despair. These are tales of endless adventure. These are the Awakened Fables. After discovering the role of Air Foxall in attempting to distract the party from the necromancer, the group made use of the teleportation circles of the Church of Morcilla to travel north to Ustre. However, their attempt goes awry as the goddess Morcilla takes a direct hand in their journey, splitting the party's bodies from their souls and sending the two halves to different locations. The Sanctum of the Temple of Morcilla in Ustre and the Sanctum of the Monastery of the Sun Soul. The group discovered that both locations had come under harsh attack from undead forces and by combining their efforts, liberated both Ustre and the Monastery before picking up the path north once more. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Return to Estran podcast. With me, we have our usual gang of intrepid adventures with Addison, Luke, Luke, Michael, and Rob. As of our last session, our players found that they had attempted to use the teleportation circle within Escher Ridge to provide some emergency, port, emergency support to the um, city of Ustri, which was the last known location of our uh, very slippery necromancer. However, upon using the teleportation circle in the Temple of Morcilla, uh, Morkhan's patron goddess, they found that they both uh, ended up in two separate locations. However, after it, uh, being attacked by various hordes... Yeah, I can cast a minor illusion. Um, and... Um, actually, that's not going to help. That's only a minute. Can I do the Skull Lord? Sorry? Can I loot the skull lord? Um, you may try and do so. Ah. Not so much looking for treasure, but for, um, you know, clues. Clues? Okay, roll me in. Uh, do you want to use your passive investigation? Um, yeah, that's 23. 23? All right. So... You begin to investigate the Skull Lord over the course of your short rest. Um, obviously, this isn't an overly intensive, so you are going to be able to get the full benefits while you're resting. Now, as before, you are able to ascertain that it looks like a great deal more work has been put into the ongoing construction of this particular Skull Lord. Much like the undead that you guys have been dealing with so far, it has been a strange conglomerate of a few different elements. It seems to have a metal core which is wrapped around some sort of magical item, uh, magical um, reagent with the undead body parts and vines to uh, compensate for any rot, uh, covering up the outside. So between all that, it has made for a formidable foe. Uh, you can see that the metal does seem to be made out of copper, and you know instantly that this must be where the uh, various missing... Um, produce of the previous mine, the Conard mine, must have disappeared to, into the clutches of the necromancer, and this must be what he must be using them for. 
Aside from that, you aren't able to find anything that seems to be overly important. The staff that the Skull Lord was using, um, having shattered upon its death, uh, looks like it was a relatively powerful magical item, however, and with that one, you focus your attention upon it, noting that it looks like this one has been crudely constructed, but you aren't able to recognize um, any of the standard construction quirks that might belong to one of the great noble houses which are proficient in creating magical items. So, it, to you, it looks like that the staff itself was a bit of a home job. Hmm. All right. Okay, <clears throat> so, after that, did we end up barricading I, ourselves in, or...? Yeah, I could cast yeah. press. I, I could do prestidigitation to do like to assist Trinket with the uh, the cobwebs and stuff blocking the entrance. The stealth. <laughs> yes. Um, in that case, you guys should have the option to either roll survival or to roll um, deception. Wow, I completely blanked on that one. <laughs> uh, which one would you guys like to go with? I'm going yep. with deception. Plus eight deception. deception. All right. Sixteen and an eighteen. All right. So for an average outcome of seventeen, in that case, you guys are going to be able to successfully um, hide all manners of your presence at this particular location from though from your normal level of perception from humanoids and possibly undead. Nice one. Okay, so you said that you guys were going to just try and blend in and make it so it doesn't look like anybody is actually currently there. Is that right? Yeah. All right. So easy enough then. So you guys very quickly set about reestablishing some of the protections and um, other minor quirks of the Temple of Morsilla. Over the course of the next hour, you... Um, and your investigations of the immediate surroundings that you're familiar with, you are able to see that there does seem to be some powerful undead um, beings currently roaming through the streets of Ustry, but you don't see uh, any sign of any humanoid or living presence. Many of the trees uh, and houses surrounding the church have all been destroyed, and additionally, you guys are able to confirm that the various wisps seem more intent on just lingering around as opposed to causing any particular damage. Okay, cool. Better uh, than attacking us. Um, let me roll my hit dice. Ah, yes, seven hit points. That's right. <laughs> You got more than that. You got heaps. Go to the short rest, and you can. Yeah, you can take how many you've got per level. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. All right. I'll take, I'll take <coughs> half of them then, just in case we decide to have another nap. So, <laughs> how, how how much do you gain from a short rest? Because that's doing it in um, D and D Beyond doesn't work that way. It does. You go. You can click on it, and then you go roll hit die. You go to shoot the short rest thing. Yeah. And you add that number of hit points on. Yeah. Right. 1d6 plus 2. <clears throat> okay. Okay, I see what's happening. Yeah. I can click how many I want to um, get rid of, but when I press roll hit die, it doesn't roll the ones that I want to get rid of. It just rolls one. 
Yeah, you got to click it off. I did. Yeah. I did it last week and did six to get back to okay. four. That's all right. So I, I, I did eight. All of the healing. Wow, I did a good number on you guys last week, didn't I? Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna roll three d10 plus two. Oh, and I get my um. Actually, I'll do four d10 plus two. What's the name spells back? Twenty-four hit warlock plus. spells. Nice. Cool. Which there are only two anyway, so who cares? <laughs> All right, I'm back up to four. Huzzah! Short rests feel a little bit overpowered considering, like, in later levels, how many, you know, like, hit die you can think. I don't know. They feel um, a little, what? They feel a little overpowered. Uh, like, you don't get, depending, my, well, considering I don't get any spells back, <laughs> I guess, but just hit points wise. That's fair. Well, I think. I think it's meant to be a bit more of a relic from the earlier D&D days where you are kind of meant to use them as a resource and a DM is kind of meant to throw enough challenges at you in a bit more of a dungeon crawl that you do actually have to use them. But in my experience, a lot of D in 5e at the very least, it's kind of hard to do a full-on dungeon crawl like that. Yeah. That's only the fourth time playing 5e I've ever done that. Hmm. Just so many other options for it. <laughs> yeah, decent healer was a start. <laughs> yeah, well. I mean, to be fair, the offer was there for uh, Addison to pick up a level in um, Cleric. But I don't have enough whiz, so I feel like it's just two opposite spellcasting abilities, you know? <laughs> to be fair, I could have started in Cleric, but I did not. <laughs> but you didn't. <laughs> All right. Sorry about that. I'm back, by the way. Did we take a short rest? Yes, everybody's taking a short rest. Um, make sure to apply it to, well, apply everything in D&D Beyond or through here, kind of your call. All right. So, oh, as you guys get to. I did everything. Sorry. Sorry. I marked everything off in a short rest and I went there. Mm. Oh, maybe I have to go. Needs to confirm it. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> All, right. <clears throat> All right. So, yes, like I was saying, you guys, um, as you get towards the end of your short rest, you begin to presumably eye off the stones which are blocking this particular corridor or down here. Now, even as you begin to investigate it, Nero, you are able to establish that it looks like most of the rocks in that particular area are unstable enough that if you guys aren't very careful in um, moving them, it's there's a fairly good chance you may just end up bringing that entire wing of the temple down. Let us move. If we decide to move these rocks... Is there, uh, sorry, is there a path on the opposite side? Can we tell, or is it just a full-on cave-in? Isn't it the exit? Sorry? Isn't that the exit? No. No. Okay. So, so the exit there... is the one leading to the left of the map that you guys can okay. see. Okay. And so if we aren't careful moving these, it co- it'll cause a cave-in. But is there, like, can we see a corridor going further on that direction, past the rocks? Yes, you can. Okay. If we decide to go 
past these rocks further down, I believe we need to be very careful with these rocks. I don't know if you guys feel like going down there, exiting, or pissing off to the monastery. Your call. How can we? Could I get out a window? Sorry. Could I get out a window? Out a window? Uh, yeah, could that I... shouldn't be too much problem. The um, and is there much? We're far too high to consider just climbing down. Um, it's about a two-story drop from the windows. They're fairly high windows leading from the sanctuary of Morsilla out into the city. You guys are able to go out directly through the front door. You haven't seen necessarily any dangers between you yourself and the outside at the current time. But it shouldn't be too difficult for you to just do a drop if you are so inclined through the, from the windows. Okay, so... Um, you going to drop down near... Why don't we go out the front door? Yeah, but I mean, how did the Skull Lord get in here anyway? Probably through the front door. Yeah. <laughs> what led Let's him... not take the easy way, guys. Let's, what what led him way he likes. The okay, so, out the front door? I think out the window. The, the front door will be watched. Yes, that makes sense to me. This is true. Well, why doesn't someone go out and check it out? Someone who has the capacity to turn almost invisible and drop off the face of the planet. I jump out the the window. Alright. So, when you jump out the window and brace yourself for impact, you land in the streets of Ostry. So, you can see that most of the houses nearby seem to have been torn apart as opposed to burnt down. So, you are able to very quickly establish that it looks like it's more the only thing that has been set upon Ustry seems to be the mindless hordes which are around. However, you are, while you can see one or two fairly powerful looking undead, you can also only see, uh, sorry, you can see that there are a variety of wisps which still linger throughout the street. Again, they don't seem overly offensive to um, your presence. In the distance, you can also see uh, two, sorry, in the distance to the west of the um, church, you can see a building which looks like a fairly large town hall, and in front of it, there seems to be an immense wooden barricade which has been uh, looks like slip uh, badly put um, and rapidly erected in front of the entire place. Hmm. Can I creep down and investigate the front door to see if it's safe to exit? Yeah. Uh, you're using your passive stealth? Uh, it's going to roll. Glad I did. Really glad I did. Maybe you should <laughs> I'm also going to pass without trace. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So as opposed to relying on your passive stealth of what? Uh, um, 20, 21? No, it's only 18. Only 18? All right. So you rolled a two in that case. Um, all righty. So... As and with um, pass without chase, that pass without trace that brings you up to a twenty anyway. All right, so you have a quick scope around of the boundaries of the temple, and you are very quickly able to establish that while there are undead roaming the streets, it doesn't look like any of them seem to be going out of their way to intervene with um, the events which are going on at the temple. The front door is currently open, and the only danger you can see inside are the wisps. 
Aside from that, you can also see that there do, do seem to be a number of archers on the other side of the barricade from the town hall, currently facing and um, currently facing the temple as if expecting an attack at any time. Uh, I go back in through the front door and yell and come come straight up right behind. No, no, I'm not going to be a dick. I'm just going to come in and say, "Hey, the coast is clear." Is that um, the front door there where I'm pinging? Uh, ping again. Boing. Yep, correct. Okay. If the coast is clear, you say, then I will go. Head to the front door. And there's survivors barricaded in the town hall. Maybe a good place to uh, head next. Uh, we, should, we should go help them out. What about the other places that we were at? We've we got to check out the monastery. Don't you want to be reduced by to zero hit points by um, a banshee? A banshee again? Yeah, good times. <laughs> Let's go save the townsfolk and then we go save the monks. Good plan. One step at a time. The, the monks, the monks, from what you what you've said, seemed like they were um, in a fairly neutral position and able to care for themselves for longer. Whereas townsfolk don't appear to be appear to be in pretty great danger. All right, to the town hall. Alrighty. So, who would like to go first out the front door? I will sneak out. Wait, right. pass without trace. How, is it an area of effect, or is it centered on you? Um, uh, it is an area. Of, ooh. Yeah, is it like an area that's centered? Yeah, that's a thing. Because oh. that way we all get a plus ten if we're next to you. Oh, do I? That makes that a thirty-nine roll then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, because you need that. <laughs> They yeah, actually I can changed choose, so. dimensions by accident. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what just happened then, sorry? What, what did Morkan do? No, I'm just we checking because all... Nero cast Pass Without Trace. Uh-huh. We all have Pass Without Trace. All right. Do we have a new map, Samuel? Um, you do not for now. So it is just a standard town setting, and you guys are heading into the middle of it. All right. Okay. So, as you guys head out the front of the door and wrapped with the power of Nero, you are able to have a quick check around and are able to establish that it looks like the town itself seems to have been split into two halves. One where the various undead forces seems to have rallied and destroyed a fairly large number of the city, and then the other half which has been almost directly cut off by the um, various barricades which have been set up. It looks like the town hall seems to be the epicenter of the resistance, and you are able to begin heading towards it fairly quickly. Cool. Um, I'll give a couple of bardic inspirations on our way. Um, who would like a bardic inspiration? I always like a bardic inspiration. I would not mind one. There you go. Uh, How many do you have? I have four per short rest. 
so we can reach everyone. Or you can save them for next time. I, I, I want to save one because one one of them I can use for some for some mental inspiration stuff. So it's. Worth I think, I, I think yeah. I get the least use use out of them. So maybe, not me. I'm okay. fine with not having one. Like, okay. <laughs> In that case, go. me. Oh, so okay. So that'll leave me with one. With one. Okay. Cool. Hi. Alright, Sorry yes. to be docile. I'm just rolling my hit dice now. So I just roll. If my if I have ten d eight hit dice, I roll ten d eight. It might be ten d eight plus something. Usually, I think it's plus yeah, your it's con. Plus your con. Yeah, yeah, my my con is is it plus zero? So ah, yeah. yes. That's if you use all of them. Apparently, you are. <laughs> I know. Full health. Probably for the best. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Were you at full health before the last two? Because you can save some. Uh, that would take. I got. I was at nine, and this has put me at fifty-four of fifty-three hit points. So, so save one. Save that. Not one. Yeah. Save. Save, save, save <laughs> So you got one hit dice left to spend. Oh no! Damn! I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> So why did he roll for ten d eight then for the short rest? Is that a... level ten? He chose to use ten of his hit dice. So we could have all chosen that. Yeah. Yep. So that's not what happens when I do a short rest on D and D Beyond. Go yeah, short. You choose the amount of hit dice. You got to press the roll hit dice button as many times as you use hit dice. It's annoying. Yep. It doesn't do it all in the one roll. Oh, okay. Dumb. Well, that... I'll take... All I did right. not hit one. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> wow, a D6. That's such a shit hit dice. But I guess casters don't have great hit dice. Says the paladin. <laughs> yeah, with me and my D10. Good old D10s. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Just hold a second. Um, so that's... So you could, could have saved yourself the uh, greater healing potion, by the yes, way. Yes, I could have. Oh, well. I didn't understand that that's the way it worked, but lesson learned. That's all right. And the only reason to save one is so that I can spend it in a future short rest? Yes, pretty, pretty much. much. And you get half your hit dice back on a long rest. Cool. And you heal all your hit points on a long rest. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's continue. Let's go. All right. So as you guys begin to approach the barricade directly in front of the town hall, you can see that there are a number of archers which are set up... Uh, in a watch directly facing the Temple of Morsilla. It looks like many of these um, archers seem to be old grizzled veterans, as well as a number of uh, younger youths who don't look entirely uh, sure with a bow in their um, hand. Archers. Yes. No archers. Archers. <laughs> We're not admiring the architecture. <laughs> I was just wondering. It's just a McDonald's on the Town way. Hall's there, offer, you know, well known for uh, having arches. <laughs> All right. Yep, no golden arches here, no McDonald's. No Maccas. 
right, cool. so what would you guys like to do? Um, so go ahead. Sorry. Uh, how close are we to the, the town hall? Are we at the doors pretty much? Like, do they seem wary of us five like, appearing out of the temple? Uh, you guys currently pass without trace. They can't really see you. Ah, uh, yeah, I forgot we were stopping. <laughs> I just go knock on the front door. Just, just, right. just wait a sec. Just wait. I, I, I write a little note saying, help is on its way. Don't shoot it. And I give it to Trimp and say, Trimp, deliver. <laughs> All right. Can I, can I knock now? <laughs> you guys would have to be ma- uh, manipulating your way around the barricades if you, if you are so inclined to knock. I think, oh, no, I can't just call out when it tracks the You're a half-orc, dude. <laughs> Racism exists. <sighs> Is Austria uh, a majority human settlement? Uh, correct. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. Not a great idea. Send in Four, my five matter. racist. Yeah, that's true. Right. Um, shit. Do we want to call out and potentially alert our position or just go over the barricades? I'm going to sneak through. We're waiting on the outside. Let us know when it's good. (laughs) (laughs) See if they have a a way of letting visitors in. So from a quick check, you can see that the barricades are rather poorly made. You guys may be able to force your way between them or stealthily sneak between them. It depends on how you guys kind of want to deal with it. If I force my way in, can I just fix it as I come in, like just so it doesn't (laughs) ruin the defenses? Uh, You should be able to. Do you have mending? No, no, I do not. (laughs) If okay. I if I if I pick it up and just move it to the side, like similar to, not not dissimilar to moving a fence gate and then placing it back behind me. Fair enough. All right. In that case, um, roll me strength. Can I assist him in that, and we'll just walk through casually? Sure. Cool. Did that right? Oh, no. Well, the assist gives me advantage. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Which yeah. you kind of need, apparently, since you're yeah. old. Yeah. Oh, okay, an unnatural 20. That's much better. Alrighty. So, you... The men in front of you are very startled as it looks like an invisible force suddenly lifts up the um, one of the barricades that they have been relying on and very quickly they uh, many of them begin to fumble as they start to set the uh, bows... Uh, arrows onto their bows. However, you are very, very easily able to just simply lift the barricade and then put it down behind you. Perfect. Um, hello, we mean no harm. <laughs> I just wanted to uh, let you know that we uh, would like to help. So the various defenders in front of you just simply look around in confusion before uh, one of the older ones just barks out. Who is it? Someone invisible? Are you a ghost or one of the undead? Uh, no, we're just sneaking away from the undead. Quite the opposite of undead, actually. We're alive. But really alive, not dead alive. You know what I mean? 
that doesn't seem to really assuade them too much more. Um, you can see the older man's eyes just narrow before he uh, motions to some of the others to, again, keep their uh, bows knocked. At that particular time, he steps forward and puts his weapon down, making himself somewhat vulnerable to um, any particular advances. If you say you're not undead, then uh, you won't mind uh, revealing your face to us. Of course, of course. And I, I step out of the invisibility, or like the pass without trace, making myself dead. Yeah, same. All right. So when that occurs, there is a sudden cry of um, fear. And the man in front of you just directly yells, He's wearing her the symbol of Morsilla. He's here to enact her wrath. Her, she does not have wrath. She is quite benevolent. Why would you... What? No, I'm here to enact her wrath on the undead, not on you people. I hope that's just clarifying right, right now. So, the man in front of you looks dubious. At this point, he has uh, pulled back out his um, sword and he is holding it in front of you, uh, fr- in, holding it in front of him. You can see that he's old enough that he has a distinct tremble to the sword, even as he tries to bring it up to face you directly. It's, can I get my shield ready? Just, just out in case. It, it may be time for me to do some nice stuff. <laughs> Don't be nice. <laughs> Convincing stuff, right? Quite possibly. <laughs> they don't seem to be very trusting. No, they don't. They don't. Do a bit of mantle of inspiration or enthralling performance. I, I appear next to him and start and begin to sing and calm him as best as I can. Oh, yes, because I know I would be calmed if a halfling appeared out of nowhere and began screaming at me. Well, <laughs> if you can save against it. And him or... and three of his mates. Three. Ooh, you spoil me, sir. Give me a sec. Um, four D twenty. All right. So it looks like the highest there got a fourteen. So none of them made it then. There you go. All right. Flavor it up for us. Uh, how are you coming? Okay. You've been worried. You've been scared. For help, you didn't dare. But now it's here. You needn't fear. The Tinkrit Bardi Co. and Adventuring Co. is here. We're here to save you, my fine feathered friends with your feathered bows and with its sharp, sharp ends. Um, now let's kill the undead. Let's turn this place red with the filthy blood of... Um... Gee, I've ran out of rhymes. Filthy <laughs> blood. <laughs> in the mud. In the mud. Let's push them in yeah. the mud. Thank yeah. you, my good friend, Morkan. You're welcome. That, Doesn't rhyme really that well. <laughs> don't, don't, think it. don't think about it. All right. Um, I'm very close. I'm very close. I'm very close to using prestidigitation to say I'm sorry. They're all idiots, but we do come in peace on a big banner <laughs> that floats above the. the, the he loves me. The they're all charmed. They think that's a magnificent performance, even though it's not. <laughs> All right. So after your performance, there is a distinct moment of silence as it looks like all of them are just trying to comprehend what the heck just happened. After that, there is a sudden clapping noise as one of them just begins to 
clap apparently from your impre- apparently impressed by your impromptu performance and very quickly the uh clapping is incredulously picked up by the rest of the group as well i bow and and, and point to my fellow cast members i i also bow <laughs> so the man in front of you is Less aggressive, but you get the impression that his grumpiness is more a characteristic of his <laughs> rather than any um, effect of the overall events which are going on around you. <clears throat> Can you let us in now? Now that you've managed to wheedle your way in there. Yes. My good men, my good men, please let my other friends in. He looks very grumpy, but the older man just motions, and then with that, the, the barricade nearby is lifted in order to allow you guys in. So, with that, the older man gives a bit of a sigh before he turns and glowers even more. All right, so you say you're not one of the undead hordes, but what are you doing here? We've been tracking them to kill them to find that necromancer who's been raising them, and we've been tracking him for weeks now, uh, ever since the army first put us upon, put us upon their track. Um, <clears throat> was it Captain... I want to say Vine. Com- but... Commander, Commander Droid. Commander Droid, thank you. We're, we're, here, we're here on behalf of Commander Droid in the name of the King to track down and destroy whoever's creating these undead. Well said, good salty. All right. Uh, if that's your story, then I guess I can't really go ahead and disbelieve it now, can I? Would you like to speak to Commander Droid? He eyes you suspiciously and then looks over the rest of the group. I don't see him with you. No, but we have sending stones where you can speak to him. It would be a convenient time to report. Hmm. He gives a bit of a snarky look before he just motions towards you. All right, if you've got some method of talking to him, let's hear it. I show him the, the stone and begin connecting with Droid. All right, so you guys go through the usual um, usual stuff of having to wait for an aid in order to come through and ensure that you guys are able to get onto Commander Droid, but in very short order, he is on the line. Um, Sir Pipe Drone, has there been any further developments? We've heard information from the Church of Morsilla, and at the current time, the King has authorised the uh, army to begin gearing up and heading towards the immediate vicinity of Escheridge and Ustri. Yes, yes, well, uh, my good man. We, we left the city, um, whose name I can't recall. Well, Escheridge. From the Isle. Escheridge. Yeah, Escheridge, Escheridge, thank you. And now we're at Ustri. Um, having stepped at being tra- teleported there and being found ourselves in the middle of an undead blight. So I thought you should be informed of that. And uh, this poor chap who's manning the town hall walls was a little bit leery of us, so I suggested that he could speak to you. Would you have a couple of words for him? Um, I might be able to convince him. And then if you pass over the uh, stone, then I will do my best. Uh, do you know his name by any chance? Uh, oh, I forgot to ask. Uh, uh, peasant, what's your name? I think that you cannot call him Peasant. He's charmed. He's I can do whatever charmed. I like. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I forget. 
So he glowers at you before he picks something out of his teeth and then eventually gets uh, begins to reply. My name's Matthias Morin, my lord. You sound very charmed to me. Okay, just, fair enough. Um, just grumpy. Well met, Mr. Ma- Mr. What was it again? Matthias? <laughs> yes, well met. Here, here is Captain uh, Commander Droid. Have a word. So you guys are able to um, see that he is talking and only get half the conversation. It sounds like Matthias is a very distrustful man by uh, nature, and it takes him apparently a number of um, attempts to get through to Commander Droit and ask him several suspicious questions, including some... um, Information that makes you wonder whether Matthias might actually be a little bit higher up in the in the army than he might have been indicating. After after about five minutes, he eventually passes the stone back to um, Tinkrit. At which point, Dro- uh, Droid simply says, "Do not put me back onto that man ever again." Yes, tedious. I say to the stone, but not to not to Matthias. <laughs> Yes, Matthias, it's tedious dealing with all this undead, isn't it? Yes, yes. So, you said that you have further information? Yes. Well, Escheridge appears to be safe. The necromancer had uh, placed a gear upon uh, Baron, or the heir to Barony Foxhall, which the church was able to remove, but he had been visiting Escheridge, and we followed him to the street, um, where the city's almost fallen to an undead horde that has ransacked and um, blasphemed the temple. And we've managed to find our make our way to the last holdouts um, among the, po- the population fighting the undead. Uh, that is the current situation. So I have heard mo- most of this from the various represent the high priest of the Temple of Morsilla, uh, the Mother Temple of Morsilla in the capital. Uh, as I have mentioned, we- they have been able to go past the House of Lords in order to directly communicate with the king, and have advised that uh, the march of the undead is quite unacceptable. So the king is, of course, sending various troops to your immediate area, and they should arrive within the next few days. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. A few days, it will be dead by then. No, that's well, not the plan. Commander, what would you have us do? Um, would you have us stay here and help with the defense of the of the city until the army arrives, or do you wish us to continue our pursuit of the necromancer? Uh, how far away do you believe the necromancer to be? A matter of days. We 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 made up significant. Um, ground the necromancer by teleporting directly to Ustri. And do you have any idea of what the necromancer may be planning? We have no <clears throat> no, no idea at, all, at this stage. It can't be good. <laughs> he seems to be growing his um, powers and um, experimenting upon the nature of the undead constructs he makes and they're much more powerful now than they were when we first um, first encountered them in the south, they're now much stronger. Um, most recently, we had the destroyer skull lord within the temple. A skull lord reinforced with the copper he dug out of the canard mine. 
Alright, so you're saying that he is intending to go through and create more powerful necromatic constructs. We well, think if that's likely. That is the case, then it may be... Uh, he pauses for a moment and you can hear him slightly muttering to himself all manners of um, options that he might need to go through before he eventually deliberates and settles upon one. My recommendation is for you to try and bolster the local community in your area. So if you are able to rescue Ustri and fortify their um, their various defenses, then we may be able to use that as a base from which to take on the Necromancer itself. So you said that, passed on some previous messages, that the Necromancer in question may be of uh, a noble family? It definitely has noble contacts. We know, we know from Baron, we know from the hair to Baron, Barony Foxhall that he is in fact, and I don't have it, his name is Sam, I left my book that I write this stuff down up in uh, Sydney. I'm not in Sydney at the moment. <laughs> um, what was his name again? <laughs> he was a mate of, um, he, was a, he was a close friend of the hair to Barony Foxhall at um, the Major's school in, in the capital. All right. We did have his name. What, what was it again, sir? Sorry? What was his name again? Uh, the heir or... Foxel. No, the necromancer. <laughs> oh, the necromancer. Um, just a sec. Yeah. Right, so it was a friend, friend of Salopay Foxel's. Uh, I know the first name completely offhand, but the last name, give me a sec. All right, um, yeah, the first name was just Joris. Not Joris. I, I don't know the French pronunciation. Yari. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> All right. Well, you through our previous communications, you understand that any interactions with the nobility does possess a uh, variety of different dangers. However, I believe that we should be able to use this to push through the House of, the, House of Lords and possibly um, have the main force of the army redirected towards this valley as opposed to simply those which have been authorized and unleashed by the various churches. If that is the case, then we may be able to wipe out this necromancer in one fell swoop. Excellent. Excellent plan. Well, Commander, we'll improve the defences of the city and do what we can to clear the undead and then proceed to continue tracking the necromancer. <clears throat> I take it that's the, the king's command? That is the king's command. So what are we going to do with those monks then? Well, we have to get our souls unsplit somehow. We well, how have do we to go do back that? There. We focus and we get zapped back there. I don't know how we're going to do that. We should probably sort that out. Yeah. I Can figure... you cast your anti-undead thing again, Mokar? Not until we take a long rest. Let's have a long rest. One nap at the moment. Let's have a long rest, teleport back to that room, work out how we get those monsters out of the room. Then come back to the. Why the, aren't they uh, teleporting out if they knew the, the way it works? 
I think it's because they knew our souls were split and their souls are not split. Because when we teleported to where we were supposed to go in this temple, something went awry. I'm not sure why. It was not meant to rhyme. I apologize. I'm not taking a bad position, I swear. Maybe, maybe Commander Droid can seek some advice on this from the, the, the High Priest in the capital. And we can... Quite possibly. Yeah. But I think in the, in the meantime, we should probably sort out whatever is going on with the uh, monastery. Well, let's see if it, let, let's, uh, let's, let's do, let's make sure this barricade this is secure and can withstand and, uh, an assault. And there's not an yes. imminent assault. And then, um, soup ourselves up and head back into that room, eliminate the undead there, try somehow to retrieve the, the monks in that room. The, uh, so I did cut out just for a bit there, back before. Have we found out what happened here? Have we asked them what happened here yet? No, I don't think so. No, because I imagine this isn't. Yeah, so it's I go over every day. <laughs> yeah, this is not usually just random undead wandering around, but also like, why aren't the undead attacking? Um, so I go and ask questions like that to the uh, to the the old mate. So, nice. so what what is going on here? What happened and? Why are the undead no longer attacking? He takes another moment to consider his words before he picks something from his teeth again and just flicks it away. It was about three days back where we uh, there was a sudden groaning noise which woke up everyone in the city, and after that, a horde of undead creatures just began to spill out of the temple of Morsilla. It is a... Uh, After that, most of the town just began to fight against these un- against these hordes, but unfortunately they were simply too powerful. We were able to push them back after some time. The bastards don't seem to like light or, uh, or arrows, but <sighs> what you see is... What you can see around the city now is what we have. About one in every three people have died. And where are the undead now? We've, I've seen some roaming just the streets, but uh, are they? They're not here in number anymore. Have you tried forging out? So he stops for a moment and he gives you a look. What do you mean they're not here in numbers? Last we knew, they were all were bolstered up in the temple itself. The temple's empty. Well, there's those rocks. But they will not be an issue. They cannot get past the rocks. So he lets out a bit of a swear and then just makes some motions to the various men around them. Um, A group of five people come forward and begin to move the barricade and begin to head tentatively towards the temple for examination. I know what these bastards have been doing, but they've been doing hit-and-run tactics towards our group for the past three days. If that is the case and they've all uh, fled the city, then we've been remaining on alert for far too long. I guess it could be the case that they might have uh, been able to successfully get out through the uh, other side of the city where we can't see them, but uh, he just spits at that point and then uh, lapses into a bunch of very irate mutterings. 
All right, let's accompany. Should we accompany them th through this sweep of the city? That seems yes, to be what they're intent on doing. Mm. Yes, we should. And maybe I should scout ahead. Mm hmm. As per usual. Um, Miro, will you join me ahead? All right, it'll be my pleasure. pleasure. All right. All right. So, in. Oop, I'll get to roll that one again anyway. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. That's going to like it. <laughs> ah. Oh, come on. What's the difference between a 12 and a 30 when it comes to your stealth? Uh, fair whack. All right. So, um, to confirm, it is Tinkeret and Nero joining the sweep, or is it everyone? Um, I might Give stay it. back and tend to whoever's wounded in the temple. Yep. I might stay back and just train up some of the men then and get them actually ready for battle if they're all shaking stuff before. I'll go. Perfect. All right. So your sweep of the city begins to reveal that your observations in the temple are absolutely correct. While there has been an undead, pre undead presence in the temple that you guys have largely been able to take care of, and apparently many of the uh, undeads that you did take care of were responsible for a good majority of the attacks, it looks like the undead themselves seem to have evacuated the city. The course of the sweep through, in the course of the sweep through, you do find another five undead creatures, but through superiority of numbers and the sheer skills of um, your particular characters, you are able to subdue them very quickly. Now, there is a further observation in that you are unable to find any dead bodies, either human or animal, which have been left within the city on this particular half. Uh-oh. Maybe we should have someone who can track with us. <laughs> Nero's with us. I can look for... I can investigate for signs of where they've been taken. Yep, that makes sense. Yep. Alright, let me guess you. You're going to use your passives? I'm going to use my... Passives. Uh, should have used passives, shouldn't I? <laughs> Well, I mean, it's 24 anyway, isn't it? Or did you yeah. just accidentally double roll? Um, for some reason, I thought I'd have advantage on that. I'm just Don't, you have... why. Don't you have a bardic inspiration? I do, but the first roll was in that one, so... It'd be a waste. <laughs> the, um... Why yeah, did but... I think I'd have inspiration? It, it was an advantage, so the nat one doesn't count. Yeah, cool. cool. Okay. All right, so with the 24, you are able to locate uh, several areas where it looks like uh, bodies have been cut down, and in one or two cases, you've been able to find tiny little body parts, so maybe at most a hand or a finger, but largely it looks like every other body part has just been, it looks like manually disturbed and then taken out of the city by um, a single undead horde. So as near as you can tell, this event seems to have happened about 20, uh, 20 hours ago. What does it look like they were cut with? Like with tools or teeth? 
So it looks like most of them seem to have been cut with rudimentary tools. Um, so you are going to assume knives and maybe some swords, maybe hatchets in some cases. I see. Well, I report that back. This wasn't a this wasn't a raid. This was a harvest. Hmm. I figured as much. So we're going to find the blobby plot again, right? Hmm. There's going to be a whole mess of mess, and I do mean mess of these characters, creatures. I asked the um, the guards, were were any taken alive? So the guards just look at you blankly. Were any of who taken alive? The villagers. The they give were... each other a bit of a troubled look. Uh, so as far as I can tell, nobody has been taken alive. Uh, any living have, have been brought back to the central area. All right, so they're, they're just harvesting the dead. Hmm. Like they've been doing all along. So we can expect and, another big mother trying to stop us. And sorry, Sam, did you say that I could see where they'd been dragged to? You can see that there is a central pathway. It looks like they have been leaving the city through the northern gate. Oh, so not in the temple at all. Correct. So they came in through the temple, but out through the north gate. Correct. Hmm. Now I'm with you. Sorry about that. It's all good. Right. Do you reckon they could have been teleported into the temple? They must have been. They couldn't have summoned that many. Anyway, I'm not there. Just just thinking out loud. <clears throat> All right. So the sweep of the city goes through and you are able to wrap it up roughly two hours after you set out with the initial search parties. With the rest of the city now secure, uh, Matthias is very quick to... Um, again, spit and swear, before he introduces you all to the mayor of Ustri, one Camille Seyries. So she is a middle-aged woman and she looks fairly, uh, she looks like she has been prematurely aged almost simply from the stress of the last few days. Even from asking around, it, it turns out that she has uh, herself lost her husband in the raids. Hmm. I'm sorry to hear well, she that. better not come with us because <laughs> she's going to find him. <laughs> not all of him. All of him, just in eight different places. Eventually, they'll have all of him. Uh, if she gets to put him to rest. What was her name again, Sam? Camille Sarius. Just a sec, I'll put in the, the chat for you for the spelling. Well, Miss Sarius, our, our condolences for your loss. Um, it is truly a tragedy that's befallen Australia. She simply peers back at you. It looks like she's too tired to for much of a response at, to that reply. She just gives you a bit of a nod. Thank you. Is there um, anything that we can do to help the King's Guard before they arrive? Was there any warning of this? Was there any looking back now with the signs? She shakes her head. It just happened so suddenly. The 
the high priest of the temple of Morsela, she advised that um, that everything had been fine, and she did advise that there had been some problems down south in Esheridge, but she never mentioned that it might come in the form of undead hordes. We were just completely taken by surprise. And no one's seen the high priest? She was one of the first to fall. She was overwhelmed by that great monstrosity that even now, even now lies dead in the middle of the uh, of the worship hall. This... Do any of the priests still live? She thinks for a moment before frowning. I think one among the priests is currently still alive. He uh, is not what you would call a traditional priest. He enjoys his vices a little bit too much, but to his credit, he has been dealing with the funeral rites and leading the prayers ever since we underwent the attacks. So I suppose he's all that we've got at the moment. I think we talked with him before we go. Do we speak with him now? If you'd like. He's the one over there holding the uh, the rum bottle. And she points over where you can see a fairly uh, portly-looking priest, probably a little bit uh, redder in the face than is um, socially acceptable for one of his station. But he seems, at the very least, to be currently um, comforting a young family. The, uh, I wait for a discreet moment then uh, go over and and strike up a conversation with him. Alright. So it takes maybe about ten minutes before he is able to peel himself away. You can see that he very nervously wipes his forehead before he takes a swig from the uh, rum bottle before turning around and examining the crowds to see if there's anybody else that might need his attention. It doesn't take long before his eyes just directly make contact with yours and he quirks one of his eyebrows up. Is there something I can help you with? I'm sorry for your loss, priest. But tell me, did you, uh, was there any warning that this was, that this was coming? He squints at you, um, for a moment. I don't recognize your presence from one of our masses. Who are you, good sir? I'm Nero. We are from the party that cleared out your temple. Hmm. Well, like anything, I suppose it might have been um, evident in, uh, in hindsight, but I cannot recall any indicator that the great goddess was angry with our fair city. The hordes themselves just abruptly began to spill out of the uh, inner sanctum of her temple, and once they had gotten past the main door, that was it. We were, uh, the city was very quickly overrun. Why would somebody do this? He gives a shrug and takes a, another drink from his um, bottle. At, at this proximity, you can smell that the rum in question is pro- could barely be called um, palatable, let alone anything else. And it, you are a little bit worried if he ever happens to get too close to a open flame. <laughs> There is uh, many reasons that people might do this, my my son. It is uh, a part of uh, sentience that everybody will strive to try and control the powers that are reserved for the great gods above. But uh, 
I think that you are already aware of this particular vice of mankind, let alone any of the other races. Indeed, indeed. It's, uh... And does he seem to be lying? Does he seem to be telling the truth? Uh, passive insight. Uh, 20. 20? All right. As near as you can tell, he is a little bit drunk, but he doesn't seem to be taking any particular means to try and hide anything from you. What he's saying to you is just outright exactly what he thinks. In vino veritas. (laughs) That's the one. There's a... Priest, how were you rebuilt? Sorry, say again, Michael? How were you rebuilt? He looks around and gets a bit, gives a bit of a shrug. It's a little bit too early for that, but I suppose that we will do as uh, any, does, any pe- uh, people do during a time of great tragedy. We will uh, beg the favor of our neighbors. We will ask for help from the uh, capital and the mother temple of Morsilla, and if worse comes to worse, then... I think our city shall simply cease to be and its inhabitants will move to other, more secure locations. Now, my friends and I will soon be leaving. Is there anything that we can do to help before we go? He looks ruefully down at his bottle. Do you have any uh, better quality alcohol? And uh, I reach deep into my pack, Sam, and mm-hmm. I find my most precious, precious possession. And I hand him my magic apple. (laughs) Wow, that's a flashback. Mm. Take this, priest. He looks at the apple dubiously before giving a shrug. It is better than nothing, and I thank you for your charity, my son. But uh, I must uh, continue to help the, the bereaved so that there are their family may find solace in the, in the afterlife. Of course, of course. All right, so what are the rest of you guys doing in this point? Um, Olga, you said that you're helping to train up a variety of the other soldiers in order to um, help them stave off any further attacks. Uh, Salturum, what have you been up to? Resting. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> How long this will take? <laughs> also, do them. Always sleeping. Sleep on himself, and he's done. <laughs> I, I could cast sleep on him if he wants. Imagine, imagine having a character could only sleep by casting sleep on him, like an insomniac character. <laughs> you can only fall, only have a long rest by casting sleep. So you have to make sure you have at least one spell slot. And make sure you're all without, out, like, not within twenty feet of him. Yeah. <laughs> so why did you learn to uh, cast magic? Oh, I wanted to manipulate the forces of reality. How about you? I just wanted to get a decent night's sleep. <laughs> I, I, I think um, if Nero can report back um, his findings from the tracking, um, we, we, should, we should probably have a discussion about what we do. Yeah. That makes sense to me. All right. So, what, what, which way were they going? North. Can you put the map back up, Sam? Sure. So, they're heading... 
So north from Ustre is into the mountains. Uh, Rundanair Mountains. Look, we've we've come so we've caught up quite a long way um, with this necromancer. I, I don't think we should spare any more time here. I think we should continue to to follow um, the trail heading north. We seem to have shored some stuff up here, that, but have we mm-hmm. really fulfilled our requirements? Commander Droit. Yes. So we gonna... stay here until the 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 army comes down, just to make sure. Mm-hmm. We don't have the time. I don't the, 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 the undead's cleared off. They are following him north. Um, he's obviously got whatever he wanted out of his trade, and we need to keep going after him. The town's secure now. The townsfolk can repair the walls and take whatever defensive mechanisms are necessary to, to survive the next two to three days before the army arrives. I totally he's, agree. He's less than a day in front of us. This is the closest we've been. Yeah, yeah. let's go. Let's rock! Okay. Alrighty. So with your mindset, I presume you guys begin to beg to see if there's any additional provisions or you're just going to assume the city might not have them at this point. I, I, think, I, think, I think we can just requisition whatever we need, including yes. some horses perhaps. Mm, horses. Yes. Uh, I, I mean, <clears throat> our job is to track down the person that did this to your town. You can help us or we can report the, your lack of help to the king. And uh, cop this. <laughs> oh, you can't just gonna pull be your way out of every problem that inc- you encounter. No, I can't. Just most. <laughs> That's why he's got the horn. <laughs> I've put a lot of effort into getting these points. That is fair. <laughs> All right. So once you make your request to Camille, she pauses for a moment before she simply shakes her head. As much as I would uh, like to help you with the horses, prior to the... um, We have found that they are some of the worst of the foes that we encountered, and as a result, the main stable master of the city released most of his um, horse stock into the wilderness surrounding the city. If you're able to catch some, then you are more than welcome to them, but uh, we do not have any on hand at the moment. Not until we can uh, catch some of them as our, on our own. They have been tamed already, so I can only imagine you only need to approach them. But uh, yes, Oga. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can. Why, why, why don't? Why don't? I mean, look. This sounds like a waste of time. But an option is that um, those with uh, the greatest survival um, skills, Ogre and Nero. Um, or Ogre and um, Morkan track down some of the horses. We can head off north. If they get horses, they'll be able to catch up. I think, though, the best option is just to, to start heading um, after the, well, the Necromancer. Here's the thing. If we get two horses, right? Hmm. Me and Tinker can share one. So um, Turin and Nero can have another. There's and a... Morkan can salmon his mount. So if yes. me and Morkan just get two horses, we're good. Okay. I am happy to do that. I don't really need a horse. Um, they are a bit faster than me, but not a lot faster than me. All right, let's just go. Let's just get going. 
Not time to lose. They're on foot. We're on foot. They're undead. We're probably able to make a bit better time than trying to um, organize the herd of cats, which would be um, the undead. Zephyr is here, by the way. Sorry, Anderson? Uh, Zephyr's here, by the way. I'm riding Zephyr. I don't care if everyone else is on foot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can come on that horse with you, can't I? I'm only we. Uh, ask Zephyr. Okay. <laughs> on the other hand do you speak celestial celestial yeah i think i do have a look uh, no <laughs> look it can i have a carrot it's, it's intelligent. It can understand common. I'm sure if you ask it, it will just tell him to stomp one once for yes, stomp twice for no. Yes. Please, <laughs> please tap once for yes. Good celestial being. I'll let, I'll, I'll let us be up to Sam. Sam, you may, you may decide if uh, <laughs> Zephyr lets Tinker it ride. All right. So that's a 19 for persuasion. Let's roll a d10. If he rolls a 10, then... Um, then Zephyr is in a bad mood. There you go. Zephyr is apparently willing to carry young Lord Pipe Drone with him. Cool, I'll give him a carrot. (laughs) Zephyr says thank you. All right, let's head off. Okay, so who was it that was heading out and trying to catch the other horses? I don't think about it. Yeah, I think we're just—I think we're just trying to um, go as fast as we can to catch up on the undead. Yeah, but can we look out for horses while we go? Yes, that sounds sensible. Fair enough. All right. So in that case, in only a matter of about an hour or so, you guys are able to find enough of the resources and begin to head through the north gate of the city. Now, as you continue on and ride uh, well into the afternoon, you experience a sense of exhaustion like you've never felt before, as if you are, to use the common phrase, a piece of butter being scraped over too much bread. You feel completely stretched. I thought when you said butter, I thought I was heading somewhere else. (laughs) Guys, our our souls. Did we forget about our souls? The issue there? Do you call an asshole? You, I'm calling you asshole. No, <laughs> our, our souls. You, you know oh, the whole thing oh. about the monks. I think that was an issue. That <sighs> might be why we are so tired. Shit. Yes, we are very close, but I think our souls are more important. Yeah. We have to go back. I can't. We just think of ourselves. Uh, th- think um, uh, in the same way that. We did last time to just relax and let it take over. Yeah, let's try. I click my heels. <laughs> There's no place uh, like monastery. There's no place like <laughs> monastery. All right, I'm relaxing. All right. So as you guys begin to relax, you feel the sensation of your consciousness suddenly flicking forward, and when you open your eyes, you can hear some gasps as ver and there. You guys hear various gasps. I believe it's only um, uh, Ogre and one other who managed to get into the room with the monks, isn't it? The rest of you guys are in the uh, the original room. It was yeah. 
I'm pretty sure it was just me. Yeah. I thought yeah. Sochiram just... turned up there. No, he died. Oh. <laughs> Give me a quick sec then. Where is everyone? Oh no, at the start I turned up in that top room across from the monks. Yeah, it was Nero and Sultaran up there with me and then hmm. I went back there and ran across. Yeah. Alright, so as you guys emerge into the room, you can see that there are still the various undead creatures who are scathing around this particular room. Olga, as you emerge, you are able to see that you are surrounded by the various monks, while your various companions are in the room behind you. Um, just saying, did we, like, secure our bodies before we did this? Or... <laughs> or did we just leave them out in the middle of the fucking forest? I don't do I don't think we have two bodies, do we? Do we have two uh, bodies? We just No, I thought we just teleported. I thought this yeah. was that was We we may not know. I, I'm well, confused. No, when we were, I'm when gonna we were... go back and check. You guys no, deal with this shit. When we were when we were fighting, our each other our characters disappeared when you went into yeah. the room. So yeah. we don't leave our bodies behind. Yeah. Zephyr That's is right. looking around in great confusion, however. Well, Zephyr is confused. <laughs> Probably D something. Because <clears throat> it might be a while. Does Tinkrit fall to the ground? Sure. Why? Because you're on the horse. You guys very quickly emerge into your previous location and you can see that you have the five various constructs surrounding you. Uh, undead constructs. Now, it looks like these ones haven't actually been able to repair the damage that you did to the mere hours ago, but you can't actually see any trace of the singular being that was in there from before. I'm going to give you guys a bonus round. If you guys are able to take these guys out, you'll be able to avoid combat, like going into full initiative. Cool. Okay. okay. Well, what, what, Sam, what are they armed with? Uh, these particular guys, they are armed with a glowing-looking sword, so a long sword. Okay. I have my uh, channel, channel divinity again, actually. So I can piss them off or we can just attack them. Mm -hmm. What would you rather do? Run away and then wail on them one at a time? Um, maybe... How, how tough are they? They're not that tough, are they? No, nah, they were like 30-something health, I believe. Yeah. All right. All righty. So let's start with Michael. What would you like Nero to do? So you have teleported back to your previous location directly next to two of the constructs. Are there any shadows in the room? Um, there are a number of them um, pretty much around the edges. Am I in a shadow? Yes. I would like to teleport to a different edge and then uh, bolt straight at the nearest one and attack it from behind. Okay. Which gives me advantage on my first attack. Which <coughs> would be a, uh, sneak attack. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a lot of dice. <laughs> it's yeah. a lot of dice. All right, so a 23 and a 22, you are going to successfully hit your target. Fantastic. Which um, target is it? 
Oh, sorry. Yeah. Is it? Ideally, I would go. Oh, why is it? I hate how you have to switch between hands in order to move something. I'll just um, right click, then you can pan. I'm assuming this guy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you go zoop and then flung. Oh, no, that's a wisp. And then flung. Perfect. All right. So um, in that case, you are going to do. You've got advantage because of shrimp. Looks like 22 damage to this guy. So then I'll hit him with my unarmed attack. That is also a hit. And then I'll hit, do a flurry of blows on him. I wouldn't have advantage from Trimp yet, would I? Um, I put him there, but it's up to Sam. Where is Trimp? Whee! Nope, there is. Up. Um, within fo- isn't it within five feet? Yeah. Um, no. no, you guys are on opposite. No, within, sides within five feet of the target. Oh, in that case, then yes. Let's roll a bunch more for crits. Oops. Sorry. All right. Well, looks like you are definitely going to probably slap this guy down. Well, fit almost down. Um, flavor it up for me. How would you like to do the damage? You're going to take off most of his health with one attack. So this is probably the... I think this is the coolest I have ever been in combat. So just to savor it for a moment, I've literally <laughs> just exited existence, reappeared in, in shadows, sprung like a cat, stabbed him yeah. once for a... <laughs> uh, and then just have my uh, my fists explode, my my fists just disappear into shadow again, but just going back and forth, pummeling into his chest. Yep. All right. So there is a squelch, several squelches, I should say, as your fist sl- uh, surges into his chest and begins to rip out tendons and various vines. You do experience the occasional sensation of hitting the metal, which um, makes up for the inner river cage, but very quickly you pretty much just tear the entire front half of this creature's body away from it. And I'm assuming that's it for all your actions. I can never tell with you. (laughs) That's No, that's my bonus action. That's my... Yeah, that's me. Alrighty. In that case, Rob, what would Tinkeret like to do? Tinkeret, is it dead? Sorry? Is it dead, the one he hit? No, just Down. severely damaged. Uh, I will go here and I will attack this one in the hope that someone else will knock off that one. Um, so I move five foot and I attack with the corpse layer with advantage. Oh, yeah. Oh, I see a nat 20. All right. Oh. I'm starting to think that Rob plays with loaded dice because he definitely gets more 20s than everyone else. Loaded digital dice. I'm going to roll <laughs> again just to, to see if I get two 20s. Electronic doping. Yeah, he's modded his dice. No, not, not this time. No. Yeah. Um, okay, so there's that. Then uh, oh, it's, has it done the two for sneak attack? Yeah, it has. Yeah. 
So that's the crit. Was it 14 plus 5 is 19, 26. Now for the, what's his name, Slayer and the Green Flame Blade for him. Actually, I'll just cast Green Flame Blade because it's going to get the two next to him as well. <clears throat> Green Flame Blade. Does three Green Flame Blade to him and ten to his two buddies. Does that take his mate down? Um, this one is not down yet. Oh, even with the ten. Uh, but wait, there's more. I am shook. There's five more damage to him. And as a bonus action, I cast Hex on him. Another two points of damage. Is he alive? Uh, now I need to count up. Count this all up. All right, just a sec. I did 40 if that helps. Oh, wait, so you're both attacking the same target? Oh, no, sorry, no. sir. Different. I did 10 damage to that one, but he did 42. Okay, got it. 10, 8, 40. Oh, okay, I must miscount it. I apologize. Um, in that case, then, yes, the green flame blade would have wiped this guy out. Okay. Um, how does he die? Um, he turns into green ash. All right, simple. I like it. All right, and his companion over here, how much damage is he taking? 14, 19, 26, um, 29, 34 points of damage. 34 points? All right. Oh, hang on. 36 points of damage. <laughs> So this is one that has been damaged previously. You have done the exact amount that it needed to die. Right. Okay, how does this one go? Um, he, he looks incredul- in, down in, in incredulity as bits of his body fall, upon, fall apart. He is just a head lying on a pile of broken limbs and ribs. Get back here, I'll bite you. And then I will move one, two, three, four, away. Because I've already used my bonus action and can't hide. <laughs> and that's all right. Oh, and I actually, uh, yes, I moved the hex onto this guy. This is fair. Okay. Um, let's move on to Ogre. What would you, uh, you are in the other room. What would you like to do from here, I guess? And no, you're not allowed to throw a monk at him. <laughs> How far can you throw your spear? Uh, 50 feet, so I can hit that guy. So I will throw it at him twice. Pew, pew. Or rather, I guess there's electricity, so I guess it's more of a boom, boom. Hey. Oh, there's more than that 20. Wow, you guys are really killing it tonight. So how many hits is that? Two hits plus crit. Um, 
Don't you get that poison damage too? Oof. Yeah, I get Oof. two d6 <laughs> on the normal hit, and I get four more d6 on the crit. Oh, that's a lot of ones. Oh, that's only two ones. Never mind. <laughs> damage. Yeah. And I deal that much damage. Alright, one, two, oh god. Okay, give me a sec, I'm gonna have to count it. 18 just in D6s. 18, 29, 41. Um, you know what, I'm just gonna assume this guy is dead. So how would you like to kill this one? Like, you didn't just kill it, you obliterated this one. Um, just say first spear goes straight through the neck, and then the second spear just straight through the skull. This is fair. All right. So as the second one goes through his skull, it goes through with enough power that it stops stops just short of hitting Tinkrit on the other side before it abruptly disappears. I'm all the way over here. <laughs> oh, yes, you are. All right. It was a curved shot, man. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of ricocheting. He curved the spear. All right. So, in that case, that's another one down. Um, and is that it for your turn? Yeah, that's it. I can't really do anything else unless I jump back over there, but yeah. True. All right. Luke F. with Saltorum. I think you're so, <clears throat> Yeah, so I've cast Kinetic Barrier as my um, uh, bonus action um, to give myself resistance to slashing damage. And I'm going to try an experiment here. Um, as the the undead are, are constructs created by magic, I'm going to cast Dispel Magic um, on the one closest to um, Morgan and me. So this one there. All right, yep. Alrighty. So choose one creature, object, or magical effect within range. Any spell of third level or lower on the target ends. For each spell of fourth level or higher on the target, make an ability <laughs> check using your spellcasting ability. Alright. So, um, as you begin to cast the Dispel Magic and your power begins to infuse into the body of the creature, it seems to stop for a moment, as if um, it's being slowed down. It only lasts a split second before it just begins to roar and continue its uh, rampage directly towards you. Right. All right. Okay. Um. So obviously, did it make it save, or was it just a? uh, Do I get the feeling from what happened that? The spell's extremely powerful, or the, the spell's not, not um, open to being um, affected by the spell magic spell. Do I get any sort of feel into it? Uh, what is your passive arcana? Um, it is uh, 18. 18? Sorry, no, 19. Oh, 19. Excellent. All right. So in that case, as you begin to analyze the overall effects, you come to the assumption that while there is a magical power on this particular creature, it doesn't necessarily look like there is an active spell work maintaining its particular form. So you would not be able to dispel the magic upon it. Okay. On that basis, I will spend two sorcery points and 
launch at this undead here, which I'm pinging. Um, All right. So, Solturum, you are aiming a lightning bolt, if I recall. Yes, after I've worked out that the spell magic does sweet FA in respect of these constructs, I've um, used two sorcery points, and I'm going to uh, cast lightning ball at the one which will not result in me um, hitting any of the rest of the party. Did you say lightning ball? <laughs> there we go. Alrighty, lightning bolt. Um, so you on? Wow. I mean, don't you need to do a um spell there? You need to do roll AC for that. Just roll like a deck save. Do you? I got a deck save. So it's no AC. Because I am the DM, I should know all of this automatically. <laughs> Yeah, I can't you don't have it stole, stored in your night in your mind palace. And that's what I have Thomas for. Mm, that's true. Your mm. mind palace. <laughs> okay, yeah. She makes dexterity saving throw. Alright. Uh deck save. That is an eleven. He does not save. Alright. Bolts <clears throat> uh, of electric bolts uh, of white. <clears throat> power launched from my hands and goes straight through his stomach stripping away flesh and uh, plant matter as they as they head off and hit the wall. It's at 10 feet behind him. Excellent. Alright, so the copper he apparently conducts also causes him to um, shudder a fair amount. Uh, 31. Oh, no, congratulations. This guy is actually Taking enough damage, you're going to be able to kill him automatically. Yay! Good stuff. Okay. All right, everyone, it's up to me to get to to kill this final one without going to initiative. Uh, I'll... I believe in you. Don't believe in I yourself. Believe in me. Who believes in you? I cannot do anything for where I am. <laughs> <laughs> you can okay. jump. You can fight the monks. Can't you throw your spear further with disadvantage anyway? <clears throat> yeah, but then I can't get it back to me. Ah, uh, we'll pick it up and bring it back. Anyway, back. I will. <laughs> I'm going to attack. Also, there's like a wall in the way, so roll a net one. <laughs> God, imagine. Oh no! Fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> no I'm way. guessing that's a net one. <laughs> yeah. Rob, <laughs> stop cursing your fellow players. You got some twenties. You fun. I've got one twenty. Oh really? Bummer. It's not like yeah. you, Rob. Yeah. Oh, that's insane. <laughs> All right, what do I do with this one? Mm. So, would you like to store it, or would you like to use it? No, no, no. no. Use this one. All right. Let's have a look here. Um, yeah, I gotta get that guy off the map, don't I? <laughs> Solturum, you're right next to it. Yeah, I'm very sorry, Solturum. Solturum <laughs> is right next to you. All right, um, what would be the maximum damage you would do using your Corpse Slayer? Uh, it is uh, <coughs> 22. 22? All right. 
So what's going to happen is that not only are you going to accidentally hit Salturum somehow, I'm going to leave, ah. let you do the flavor. You are also going to accidentally destroy whatever arcane focus Salturum has. Oh, shit. Very sorry, Salturum. I assume when Salturum casts his lightning bolt, it temporarily blinds me and I, I go for a swing and not very well. <laughs> Basically, just stab him like I swing right across from me to my left and stab him right in the stomach. Just fair enough. Not good. But may I make my second attack? It has to be my stomach. Like, couldn't you have like stabbed me in the leg or something like that? Yeah, or a toe or. No, no, no. Right, right, right in the middle. (laughs) It's alright. I didn't see that. Oh, and there's that nat 20. There we go. That's all we wanted. That's all we wanted. If you got that first, you could have saved him. I know, right? All right. Well, for my... I'm going to do that as my one attack and use my... Uh, where is it? Divine Smite just at a level one, which is an extra 3d8. So I'll put it in there. 2d8 first level and 1d8 d6, uh, 1d8 for undead. Uh, I'll make it 4d8 because my corpse layer as well. Alright. So, 20, 34. Sorry, no, not 37. 37 points. Let's have a look and see if you kill this guy. Okay, you got close enough that I am happy for you to um, wipe him out. How would you like to do so, considering you still have the blood of Solturum on your spear? <laughs> uh, Solturum's Azmir blood is is uh, got that good radiant uh, radiation in it, you know, because it uh, it's got the celestial power. So I assume, along with my divine smite, it supercharges it and just. <laughs> <laughs> With the power of my apology, also kills this. Uh, don't j- just don't get any fucking ideas about it. blood hurts. Do you start bleeding him? <laughs> He's like the book. Yes. <laughs> Gary so, uh, yeah. goes just like that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> Ready, Soda? You're a blood bag now. You judge my power. I become a vampire. I'm sure anyway. it's the first time the Gygax has rolled in his grave. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so um, Luke, what is Solturum's arcane focus? Probably something fairly useful. Something Probably. expensive. Where would I find that? Um, it should be allocated to you fairly early on. Let me go have a look. You're a sorcerer, though. Hmm. Oh, okay. Does that need to focus? Does yeah, that's what yeah. I was wondering. They use like <clears throat> which is lucky because it's gemstones and stuff like that. No, the only thing I was maintaining was a kinetic barrier. So I took half damage on that because it's slashing. Oh, good. Oh, that's true. How much damage did I take on that picture? Yay! It was twenty-two. Okay, so it's 11. Yeah. Lucky the guy that hurt you could also heal you. Mm. (laughs) That is true. Sorry, (laughs) Morgan. All right, so you guys are surrounded by the various corpses which had once threatened to overwhelm you when you guys have been taking them on one by one. 
What you guys can see to the south of your current location is an immense pit which separates you from uh, the room where you guys can see Ogar, presumably waving cheerfully from the other side of said pit. Uh, All right. Ogre, how did you get over? I jumped earlier. Right. How deep, can, can we see how deep the pit is at all? If I um, pick up a lump of rubble and cast um, light on it, um, or daylight on it, see how far down it goes? You may do so. Mm. All right. So upon doing so and dropping it in, it seems like the pit continues on so incredibly far that you lose sight of the glowing piece of rubble. Okay. What are these so, things? Which things? These yellow things. Oh, doorknobs. Oh, so nothing that we can t- tie a rope to. Yep. How many? Oh, it was meant to be that this is just, you know, leads directly into the pit, but. Yep, fair enough. Uh, Olga, is there. Are those columns down there? Can, do you reckon you could tie a rope around? I could so, just hold on to the rope for the light of yeah. few of you. Uh, yep. Good, good. Roll me a one in strength, Ogre. Give in to your friend. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone dies. <laughs> What's that? You let go? Hey, Trim. What's that? What's hey, that? Having that one stored? Trim, carry this end of the rope to Ogre. Ogre was the necromancer all along. <laughs> so Ogre, you got one end of the rope, I've got the other. It's a 50-foot rope. All right, and I hold on to the rope. All right, so um, you tie it around this pillar, and still have another um, eight feet or so to spare. Yeah, but with my plus one of sleight of hand, it's probably not going to be the best tying job. You just hold on to it, bro. Not tying is um strength. Sorry, is survival. Oh, yep, survival's tying. Yeah, I'd say so. Should uh. I just use my passive. If you want. Yeah, it's a 20. <laughs> All right. And then I'll hold on on top of that. <laughs> <laughs> just in case. So how do you want me to get across? All right. So for well, this time... More can to hold one end and then just climb across. Yeah. That's right. I'm happy to hold one end. All right. So in that case, I'd probably say acrobatics or athletics. Your call. Acrobatics. Uh, Trimp helping me. Seventeen. All right. So it doesn't take much, and you are able to clamber your way across the um, rope and into the room with Ogger. Immediately, you can see that there do seem to be a fairly large collection, a very fairly large number of um, people in monk outfits, uh, just kind of looking at you curiously as you clamber across. Ah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> All right. So as you disappear from sight, you note that many of the monks look confused. The one wearing the head, uh, the robes of the head of the order, however, seems able to track your movements as you stealthily move around the room. I look at him and go, "Excuse you, it's a woman." I look at her rather. Wow, sexist. 
you're quite right i've been caught out <laughs> all right um who would like to come across next uh i might as well <clears throat> oh i suspect i might have to spend a natural uh one of the 20s <laughs> on this. You um, have levitate? So sorry do you have levitate? No, I, I, I unfortunately do not have levitate i've been eyeing and eyeing about having that I've got so it. If you fall, if you fall, I will levitate you. Okay, so it's acro- it's an acrobatic sound. Correct. Or athletics. Your call. Makes no difference. <laughs> Come on, Luke. Man, when why can't you be level fourteen and just fly across, man? <laughs> Come on. Oh, well, maybe he doesn't need. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> quick, quick four levels. What? Do you want to give him a quick four levels so he can fly, so he can grow some wings? He actually does have wings. They're just like these tiny little cherub things that can't support him in flight. <laughs> All right, so with an eight, you're going to fail on this one, Luke. Um, flavor it up for me. How do you actually fail before Tinkrick catches your levitate? <clears throat> oh, well, um, I um, hook my legs around the rope and my hands around the rope, and as I'm going along, the terror of the yawning abyss below me starts making my palms sweaty. Um, I uh, lose one, um, lose the grip of one hand, and that throws me off balance, and one of my legs becomes unstuck, which causes me to be hanging from one leg and one hand, which then further unbalances me, and my um, other hand releases while I dangle from my... uh, foot which has become uh, hooked in the rope um and then spin around and my and my and it spits me um in a spin uh down complicated but fair enough all right so you feel your momentum suddenly seize as tinkrit catches you with his levitate spell while he's hidden around the around the room apparently I'm, i'm over here (laughs) <laughs> all right so you're yeah, very shaky i know oh, 60 foot range you're you're okay <laughs> you very shakily make your way up and into the room if you didn't have cast haste on me i wouldn't have bothered <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. I'd never all right the important members are here let's get going <laughs> <laughs> Can you give us a bit more more of a look at the room, Sam? Assuming there's a few of us in here now. Um, pretty much what I've described is the extent of it, um, but I can give you more information. So the black circles that you guys can see are various pillars which are currently supporting the roof. At the moment, it looks like this particular section of the monastery is made out of a wooden floorboard with the various um, walls and roof being made out of a very roughly worked stone. So you do have the group of monks and and, um, martial artists directly in front of you. Um, As you guys continue down further into the room, let me very quickly unveil everything. You can see that there does seem to be another massive pit directly in the middle of the room, accompanied by extremely large-looking and, more importantly, heavy-looking doors, which presumably lead to the outside. At the current time, they are fully barred. You can see that there is a few supplies here and there, presumably the um, that stuff that the monks were able to bring with them before they were presumably driven into this particular area. 
What's along the left wall? <laughs> along the left wall, um, you it? guys can see a bunch of windows which look out into the mountain ranges around you. Mm -hmm. Okay, sorry, thank you. So good. Okay, so now that you apparently have all the important characters here, you know, exempting the <laughs> paladin who specifically can kill undead creatures. Nirodon, we'll we'll just teleport back to our back to the other position and just walk all the way there and meet them outside the door. Sound good? <laughs> How do we get him across? How do we get him and Nero across? Nero should have a should go across now and then. So yeah. I do. If you don't think you can acrobatics, just step at the window. Do you want I'm to going cool... to get a run up because I can now dash 90 feet. Oh. And just as I get to the lip, I'm going to roll sideways into shadow and then shadow walk over to the other side oh. instead. <laughs> <laughs> this is what Michael's been waiting for, isn't it? Yay. <laughs> 15 sessions. All right. <laughs> See, if I wasn't a, if I was not a merciful DM, I'd totally pull out the um, other angry creature into this room just to attack Addison while he's alone. <laughs> I can, I can take it. Don't worry. Don't 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 quote me on that. Don't quote me on that. I'd assume that we killed them. That they were tele they were moving back and forth between. Anyway, <laughs> no, they were different things. They they had different. Yeah. One was daggers, wasn't it? Yeah, just that one. <coughs> With a anyway. nice banshee. How's Addison going to get across? He's got the rope. <laughs> just we, we we all hold on, and he swings down and climbs up. <laughs> Does it Tarzan style? <laughs> Watch us all fail our strength checks. <laughs> We've got a pillar right here. We can do it, tie it around a pillar as well. Mm -hmm. If I'm so heavy, the pillar comes down, causes a cave-in, you all die. Okay, we're all going to hold <laughs> on and tie it to a pillar. Let's do it. Okay, let's do it. All right. Do you want me to make a check or do you want them to make a check, Sam? Uh, let's get you to make the check. All right. I'm happy to do it. Tie it around your waist. I'll be fine, guys. Okay, cool. <sighs> I think 22 that's... in athletics. So this is going to be a drastic success. Addison, flavor it up for me. Um, I, I tell them, guys, don't worry about this. And I just do a little bit of a long jump. Uh, and I just basically sprint and jump straight to the other side. I might trip a little bit and probably go stumbling a couple more feet. But I, I save my, I secure myself and do not face plant. You're wearing heavy armor, aren't you? Yeah. I have done that at disadvantage. <laughs> Oh, more that I'm just worried about now the um, force that you're throwing yourself and whether Tinkrit is going to get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> or whether Trimp is going to get out of the way. A Trimp just flies up. <laughs> He's hovering above the ground anyway. All right. So easy enough, guys. Um, very well done. So you are now in the centralized room surrounded by the various monks. Um, one of them has attempted to get... Nero into conversation and is currently complimenting him on his technique at using the shadows to bring himself into the room. Well, such is the way of the unveiled path. Sometimes you need to walk through the shadows to find the light. Uh, the monkey question nods enthusiastically. Indeed, it is a uh, tenant of our order, which uh, 
we heavily we must follow at all times but it is very rare that i've seen someone quite um i assume you have not been trained in the ways of our monastery formally no no it's uh, all been via dreams it is rare that we even see those who are uh, trained by the greatest of masters here able to do such a feat I think once you have finished your quest, you, if you return here for greater training, then you may be one of the greatest, uh, one of the greatest beings to ever come out of this monastery. Hmm. That's very kind. Rummage, 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 coming from Luke. Sorry. <laughs> it's all good. I think we're used to it by now. So I'll turn looting the room. <laughs> You're stealing from monks. It's Tinker trying to pickpocket them. I'm looting the fridge. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so what would you guys like to do from here? Um, I'm gonna ask them. Um, so I was told by my good friend Oga here that something was up with their souls. What is that about? We're trying to get them back or put them back together i'm not sure right so the head of the order looks over at you before giving a confident nod uh you are the uh you are a follower of the great goddess morsilla i believe that you are familiar with her powers over the uh, over death yes i am i am very much aware well it is Rare, but not unheard of, for her to call away those individuals who may be able to help those areas dedicated to her power. It is uh, fairly simple, but I believe that once you have been able to complete the task that she attains, then she will reunite the both halves of your body and soul in order for you to uh, continue on. She could have told me that directly, but sure. I'll, I'll take her on that. What did you guys need help with? I assume so, that's why we're here. She stops for a moment before she gestures you over to the right wall, which likewise um, leads out, out to a view of the surrounding area. Young, young paladin, if you will have a look out, you will see that there is some odd construct being created in the valley floor below us. We have only noticed this, um, the creation of this, within the last two weeks, but it was only uh, a week ago that we have experienced the overwhelming surge of undead attempting to beat down our doors in order to claim uh, uh, the members of our order. We are all that is left. So as you have a look down at the valley floor, you can see a strange-looking collection of bulges and humps which otherwise interrupt the fairly flat valley floor. Okay. okay. I just got a weird echo then. <laughs> mm. Um so even as you have a look at it you can see that it looks vaguely man-shaped but considering the um proportions in question this would be a colossal giant. All right. This is Quite a big construct. Well, it will be. Okay, what do you suppose we do about this? Do you want us to just stop it from happening? 
I believe that the great goddess herself simply would like for you to secure our monastery and prevent the undead from coming up any further. If you are able to clear the grounds, then I believe that we will be able to enact the rights to uh, exercise any remaining spirits from our uh, monastery. Right. Do you mean we have to kill the big thing? She looks at you before she just... The look she gives you is one of mild horror. Young monk, I do not believe any of us here have the power to destroy that thing. It will require the work of many, many men and women dedicated solely to its destruction. Where is its creator? Have you seen its creator? The great goddess has provided me with visions through dreams, as she is wont to do. It is uh, of a, a, a... There is a young man down there, warped, who uses warped arcane arts. It seems he is the one who is responsible for that abomination. What is down there now? She looks thoughtful. I presume so. I honestly had not occurred to me. The great goddess is usually uh, rather direct in these visions, so if he had not been there, then I assume that she would have given some indication otherwise. Hmm. Well, friends, I think our quest is nearing an end. This is good. Yes. Where is it? Right. What? (laughs) Him. It. Ah, gotcha. Okay. All right. So with that uh, ominous moment, she um, turns to the rest of the monks and claps and then eyes up both Morkan and Ogre. Unfortunately, with our um, prolonged stay here, we are unable to open the doors to the sanctum. I believe that the two of you may have muscle enough to uh, open, open these. And she simply gestures to the doors at the south of the room. I'll go down there and get ready. I can assist. All right. So these doors are about three or four men tall, and frankly, you haven't really seen their like outside of anywhere that might be uh, in the noble in the capital itself. Usually attached to the palace. So these are giant freaking yeah, freaking giant doors. Cool. Let's open them. I got an eighteen in strength. Should we rest first? Is it a... Charging right in at this point seems... Seems like it would be better to do after a rest. You mean a full rest? (coughs) No, no, I need a long rest. I'm channeling my inner soul term. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm never shy of a rest, but if 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 you want me to be slinging devastating spells at whatever we find the other side of the door... Then I've only got a few left in me before I need to rest. As do I. I'm running low on healing yeah. and everything else. It must be getting on too in the afternoon. <laughs> it is. You guys can see that the sun is beginning to set towards the west. Monk, uh, I'm going to, I pop into appearance 
and uh, start speaking, uh, and I and I smile and nod to the uh, the female leader of the monks, and uh, my good lady, um, could we please charge you with minding us while we partake of a little kip to regather our strength before moving on? So she bows her head towards you. It is acceptable. If you have any rations, we would uh, be quite appreciative as we have not been able to bring much with us, but if necessary, then we can simply watch you throughout the night. Absolutely. I gave away my apple. I can use my last level three spell slot to cast create and food and water, and that will last you for today. So she gives you a very deep bow. Of course, I should have expected as much as one uh, as uh, expected as much of one who was dedicated to the goddess. And I will sing a song. All right. Uh, I mean, it's fine. Right. So you guys are taking a full long rest. I'm assuming. Yes, please, please. All righty. Um, are you guys going to be undergoing any? Shifts, or you're just relying on the monks. Well, I have to rely on the monk and and um, our good friend Nero. Yes, I'm happy to stay up and yeah, I'll stay up for a bit. Yeah, just to stay up and what? Just to observe what's going on outside, what, and take stock of the situation. Yep. Alrighty. So, in that case, you guys pass the rest of the night uh, with the monks, and the head of the order in question, in particular takes a great interest in you, Nero, and spends much of the night talking with you about the various dreams and visions that you have had. She ascertains quickly that while um, the goddess Morsilla is a patron of the order, she is not necessarily their sole focus, but she believes that you in uh, the um, various techniques that you have learnt, you seem to have learnt them as if from a master of the monastery itself. Hmm. I recount uh, my life story of growing up in the streets and joining the force and the city watch and always just having a second sense of what was coming. So just a, a good old chat. <laughs> Fair enough. It is not unknown for those who would follow our path to display such abilities, but I am glad that you have been able to formalize them and use them with such great proficiency. It is very rare that even one trained by us is capable of doing so, and it, it pleases me that you have been able to stumble upon it. It is a sign of a great blessing from the goddess herself. And then she gives you a direct bow. Which I return. All right. So as you guys keep an eye on the construct through the night, you can see that, yeah, sorry, after the night itself falls, it doesn't look like there are any um, lights which show up which might be uh, dedicating or indicative um, of any living creature going through and constructing it. The next morning as dawn breaks, you discover that whatever is being created down there has progressed throughout the night. And it looks like it is now... Um, there are now several sheets of 
a yellowy looking metal now being applied across several areas of the construct. Uh oh. Okay. Reinforcing again. Not good. We should probably interrupt that while we can. I concur. But that's not the target. The target's the necromancer. Yes. Well, hopefully if the necromancer is dealt with, so is the rest of them. Mm. If this person is the necromancer after all. Yes, we also thought that he left going north, didn't we? Yes. Could there be two necromancers? Question mark. This could explain why he's been so hard to track. A master and apprentice. Quite possibly. Or brothers, or twins, or just partners. Two halflings in a trench coat. (laughs) Yes. I've actually used that trick. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Tinkrit, apologize for the undead that you've raised, and we'll move on our way. (laughs) Okay, cool. Um, Yes, I'm sorry for being the terrible necromancer. Yeah, campaign done. Long, <laughs> long merry goose chase. You've been Kaiser so saying. That's right. Have you guys been seeing those memes lately? That's like the the show villain, the actual villain. No, <laughs> both the same person. Oh, there's just been on Twitter a bunch of memes going around, being like things in like Breaking Bad, shit like that. Um, just been like what the the show's villain is what the they make it out to be, but underlying villain. Uh, Overall, however, both are both are you, Tinkrit. <laughs> Tinkrit is the villain to the surprise of well, not really many. Oh, <laughs> only to the surprise of Tinkrit. <laughs> yes, that's right. And not even <laughs> Trimp is quite certain. Maybe, <laughs> maybe the villain was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's bust open those doors and yeah. Unless do we have any plans? Do we have any plans before we begin? Can we get out of here other than by busting through the doors? Because I feel that that's locking us into a non-stealth approach. All right. So the only other option would be to go out through the windows. And at the moment, since you guys appear to be on a jutting ledge, which looks directly out on the view of the surrounding area, you might be able to finagle your way around the architecture in order to. Uh, come at the doors from a different angle, but I'm not going, I'm probably going to say Morkan might not survive that. <laughs> <laughs> so me and Morkan are going to go through the door. We'll give you guys like a 60 second head start. We'll just, we'll just pull a distraction. No, I'm going to be stealthing anyway. Uh... I mean, are the monks coming with us to help us fight this thing? Yeah, One month after all. I mean, presumably. I'm they did offer. Let's see what's yeah. on the other side, if they're conveniently grouped. But I'm you, all, you, all, you all know what I'm going to do. Oh, <laughs> I'd say, <laughs> I get up and make a Braveheart speech. I've <laughs> been doing that for eight hours now. <laughs> I, think well, I don't think it. we have time. It's almost time for another long rest, my friend. <laughs> Are they coming with us, Sam? Yes, they are. Nice. <laughs> What's that? They... It's entirely due to your Braveheart speech and not any other reason. <laughs> cool. 
<laughs> All right. So we had an 18 from Ogre from before. Um, Morkan, can you also roll me a strength to get these doors open? I can do that. Oh, no. no, he can't. No. I'm... For, a, for a big boy, I'm so very weak. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, while Ogre, as you... Sorry? He had, a, he had a bardic inspiration. I do have that. May I, may I add my body inspiration? You may. I may not <laughs> add my body. Dude, <laughs> what is wrong with me today? I feel like Rob is taking everybody's luck today. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So while the doors are incredibly heavy, but in spite of that, they seem to have a slightly complex locking mechanism whereby the uh, two different doors need to be opened simultaneously in order for either of the doors to actually open. While Ogre is able to manipulate his particular um, mechanism on the door and push it with great strength, Morkan, you unfortunately are unable to rally up the strength in order to do so. What? My goodness. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe... I, I try to break the barrier. Not, you know, the, the, the trigger. With my thieves tools and whatnot. It's not so much a dexterity sort of thing. It's just like literally you need two people pushing and lifting on this. Oh, I thought it was a lock thing I could fiddle with, but okay. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Okay. Uh, 35 failed. <laughs> Man, this is a one tough DC. <laughs> well, Amazingly, well, every yeah. other lock in the building just clicked open. <laughs> <laughs> Every other lock clicked open, including, you know, everybody's coin purse, and nobody has a pair of underwear on them anymore. <laughs> right. You assumed Olga had them on in the first place? <laughs> <laughs> What's his underwear? <laughs> what would you like me to do instead? Give it another go? Should I use something as leverage? Um, well, apparently Tinkrit is offering to help, so I'm providing you with advantage because of a 35, because frankly, if I didn't reward that, I'd feel really bad. <laughs> okay. Can yeah. I go out through the window and go around to the other oh, side another and try 12. to pull them up? <laughs> God damn it, Addison. <laughs> um, he's having another go now, because I, so that, another go with advantage, Surely. Surely. Sure. I, I just look over at you. Really to succeed at this point. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Teamwork. Oh, I see what the problem was. You just had to switch the uh, numerals. Yeah. Yes. All right. So instead of a twenty, a twelve, you got a twenty-one. Excellent. Okay, so much better. So the two of you are going to be able to manipulate these doors and push them open. It is still an immense piece of work, but you are going to be able to manage it. Nero, you have opted to go out through the window. Um, it is a very thin, rickety ledge, and there is a lot of wind buffering at you. You are going to have to roll me in acrobatics to work your way around the architecture in order to uh, get to where you want to be. Eighteen, excellent. All right, so you begin to swoop your way. Actually, no flavor it up for me. How do you get around to the front door? I think this is the only time I remember that I have a whip. So I just uh, swing from one hand, then lash on to something else with my whip and swing forward. And then uh, that's how I sort of 
Tarzan my way around. Oh, yeah, I guess Tarzan does that. See, mentally I was going, okay, you're going to Catwoman it. So there you go. Oh, my Catwoman's even better. I was thinking indie, but yeah, Catwoman's the best. Hmm. <laughs> Excellent. Everyone agrees with me. All righty. So you are able to swing your way around the outside of the um, facade and eventually thump down in front of the front doors just in time for the... Uh, the doors to begin opening just a tad. It's going to take them a few more minutes to actually work it all the way through. Now, what you can see around you seems to be a fairly calm, well, was previously a fairly calm-looking monastery grounds, but you can see that various areas are specifically dedicated to training. Um, You can see that there are also several meditation pools. Many of these have now been destroyed, and in in the case of the meditation pools, have been sullied by several... um, by blood and dead bodies now floating in them. Is the meditation's pool a hotspot? No, it is not. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint. <laughs> now, but there's, no, every- there's no undead here right now. Uh, around the perimeters, uh, Morkan, you can sense some undead, but they seem to be very far away. It feels like they might actually be hiding with the um, sun having risen. Right. Looks like we are in advantage with the sun. Uh, let's hope it stays that way. Apologies to Nero, because you won't get much use out of not as many shadows, considering it's quite sunny. There's no shadows without sun or without light. There's only darkness. So he can still hide. He can still jump from shadow mm. to shadow. That is fair. All right. Well, the under a far away, let's advance. Now that the doors are open, can I please get you all to make a constitution saving throw? <laughs> did you cast that bless, Addison? <laughs> I, 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 I did not. I didn't see the message. I'm sorry. <laughs> I... I I whispered him a moment ago, cast bless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you all get plus four anyway if you're near me, which I have to assume you are. Ah, <laughs> thank goodness. Oh, that's, that's right. I guess you roll it again. If you re-roll it into another one, then the second one counts. Is that right? I don't think so. You just keep re-rolling. Yeah. Um... Yes, that's correct. Basically, he gets to re-roll his first one, but he has to take the outcome of the second roll. Oh. You roll a one three times, you go to jail. <laughs> Halfling jail. <laughs> that's that's where you only get one breakfast, not two. <laughs> All right, is that everyone? We have Morkan, Nero, Ogre. Anyway, Torum still needs to roll. So that should happen two and a half times for every thousand rolls you make, Rob. Yeah. Sorry, just had a, a child get up. Um, what, are, what are we rolling, sorry? Uh, constitution saving throw. Okay. 18, all right. So, Tinker got a seven. I think this is 
the lowest I've seen you roll in about five sessions, Rob. Uh, no, I've rolled lower. I've got a number of twos. Oh, fair enough. All right. So, everyone, you, for the most part, are fine as the outside air billows over you. Tinkerit, on the other hand, you feel a little bit lightheaded and you feel like every inhale that you make isn't quite enough to uh, fill your lungs with the amount of air that you so require. Um, for the duration of this, you are going to be suffering from, I guess, vertigo, um, and you also aren't going to be able to breathe properly. So until you are able to get to a safer location, your strength and dexterity throws are all going to be rolled at disadvantage. Strength. Ah. <laughs> dexterity, eh? <laughs> Can he still play the bagpipes? I'm just going to say no. <laughs> what? <laughs> Doesn't require much air. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, you fill it up and then you squeeze it. <laughs> See, I honestly thought your reaction here would be that this is a witch hunt, sir. <laughs> well, I'm kind of feeling that way, but it's okay. Let's play it on. <laughs> All right. So, yes, you guys can see that the various grounds seem to have been destroyed by the undead horde, but it doesn't look like any are near the front door at the moment. The head of the monks um, toddles out after the rest of you and looks around with a fairly critical eye. There was a, um, a powerful undead who led the forces around here. I cannot see it at the moment, but it was heavily reinforced with metal. I've never seen its like before. Right. Right. Uh, that is not unusual to us. Maybe to you, but it's just another day in paradise. <laughs> now, let's go find it. All right. Morgan, can you draw? tell us, Can you? do you have a feeling of where the greatest concentration of... Uh, as far as I'm aware, they were hiding from the sun, so they'd be in the shade, but uh, Sam, feel free to inform otherwise. Yep. So, as you say that, the head of the bunks just turns and looks at you critically. You say that they are going to avoid the sun? Yes, as far as I'm aware, they are not fans of sunlight. She stops for a moment before growing increasingly concerned, an increasingly concerned look crosses her face. There is a place in the monastery. It is a. It might attract their like, but it, they would not find it to their liking for much for long. Um, if you will follow me, and she begins to lead you out to the east of the hall. Right. Now, where she takes you, you can see that this area seems to be incredibly trampled down, even more so than the rest of the. Um, monastery grounds and as you get closer you can uh, those survival those with a high enough survival will be able to see that it looks like this particular pathway has seen many undead following it directly okay we have sorry there you go we have a uh we have a catacombs of sorts it is um simply known as the Stairway, the stairs of the mid, uh, midday sun, but uh, 
we have buried them in the tradition of our people where we have a singular focusing crystal which draws in and uh, regularly releases the power of the sun throughout the day. At any other time, the catacombs themselves are pitch black so that no human would be able to see through them, but... uh, when the focusing crystal is filled, then the entire area is filled with light too bright to look at. I do Ooh. not know if this may be a place for these uh, necromatic constructs or whether they may have looked for somewhere else. Right. Well, if they're not there, we, may tr- we should try to herd them to the area. At least that way they will not enjoy it when s- once midday hits. Your words are filled with wisdom. I will direct the rest of um, my uh, the rest of the brotherhood to direct any of uh, the foes that we encounter to here. But if you are willing to uh, enter into the catacombs, then we will attempt to uh, support you from above. Thank you very much. So, Mokan, you can sense a great number of undead directly below you, but you can also sense that a a strange number of them seem to be moving incredibly erratically, enough so that you aren't entirely sure what seems to be leading them on. Okay. They're moving in a very odd direction. They're all below us, but it's it's very... uh, It's not usual to what they would be shambling. It's quite odd. So, do with this information what you will, everybody. I assume either they're being guided by this man that we speak of, possibly the necromancer, Mm -hmm. or some other purpose. And so at midday, they're all going to die. That's the plan. So they obviously haven't been down there long. Long. Yes. Should we just seal them in? Let's go and make sure there's no other ones in the outskirts first, and then seal them in. And what's the time now, Sam? Like 11.55-ish? or? Um, not quite. <laughs> You guys pretty much came here directly after you set out for the day, so if anything, I'd probably say it's like 8 or 8.30. Alright. Well, yeah, let's just check the surrounding area for any other scout zombies or just anything that's... any undead that's not where we want them. Easy enough. Alright, uh, would you guys like to use survival in order to track them down? Uh, I'll go. <laughs> I think that's your forte. Hey? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Pretend. Uh, uh, I dead guy. Uh, well, we can use either use that passive as 20 or I have a yeah. 16 passive. I can roll. I have perception I can use as well. All right. So you guys begin to explore the boundaries of the monastery, and much like the city of Ostri, you guys are able to quickly confirm that it looks like a majority of the um, monastery has been left to the um, 
been left to the living, so to speak. You fortunately were able to go through and recover the um, bodies of two of the monks and also were able to locate three young monks who had been able to hide themselves within a small chapel well away from the main carnage. But by the time you finish your exploration of the grounds, it is beginning to near midday. Okay. Well, maybe we should uh, brace ourselves because there may well be an explosion of undead coming out those doors. Just, just hold your weapons sideways and hope they uh, cleave themselves. <laughs> Not going to work for a spear, but okay. <laughs> so true and prepare a fireball. <laughs> <laughs> Prepare fireball! Fireball! I always have a fireball prepared. No, prepare daylight. Make them run back into it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll stand on the opposite side, cast turn on dead, and then it's just a (laughs) a never ending loop because of paradox, (laughs) they implode. And then we can use them for power and. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty. So the monks have begun to create a fortification of sorts outside of the stairway of the midnight uh, of the midday sun, and as midday itself begins to come along, the head monk begin uh, silently moves past the barricades and then flings the doors open. Directly ahead of you, you can see a fairly dark-looking room which quickly descends down into a pit in the ground. There is a stairway, but up above. She, um, you guys can see a slowly brightening um, area of light. The head of the monastery turns back to the group before she inclines her head. This will be incredibly bright. I would not recommend looking directly at it. Those who have uh, the unlucky ones have lost all of their sight altogether. All right. Fair enough. So as the zen- as the sun hits its zenith, the bright area in the middle of the room reaches painful levels, and then you guys suddenly just hear a zap noise as what looks like a beam of white light shoots down from the centralized area and down into the heart of the um, tomb itself. There is a quick moment of silence, and then you guys can see that the light... uh, Sorry, the pit which um, the beam had shot down into is growing steadily brighter. At this particular point, the head monk turns away her face and shields her eyes. A few seconds later, the entire, a sheer almost wave of light spills out of the tomb. And below you, Morkan, you can sense many of the undead moving around, suddenly just evaporating into nothing. It only takes the work of a few brief seconds before the only ones that are left are those whose necromatic energies are so potent that you fear that they may be a greater challenge than any others. At least that weeds out the the the, the infantry. So now we got the big boys to deal with. Should we move fast before they can recover? Mm. Probably. So, the head of the order turns to look at, you, uh, look at you. If you are intending to descend into the tomb, be aware that it is a very steep climb. 
Only the uh, most athletically inclined can really make it through the top floor down to the bottom one. There are over 100 levels from what I recall, but uh, I should warn you most importantly that it, we, the tombs themselves make, use, uh, make an ingenious use of fire damp in order to ensure that the tomb itself is well lit even in the darkest of hours. So if you cannot see any torches lit, then I would recommend against using fire. Otherwise, there is a good chance that you may uh, lose just more than a little bit of your eyebrows. You really don't like Sultoran, do you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you guys could do a nature check on what I just said. Oh, yes, with uh, great nature. I got this, guys. It's funny, I was listening to the, the first Seven. episode of the podcast where you guys had to make nature checks, and we are like, nature's shit, no, no one has a plus one to nature. <laughs> oh, okay. Olga, you just look at her blankly. You have no idea what she's talking about. <laughs> oh, and we're continuing the trend with rolling a four. Hang on. Yeah, everyone up. Uh, what? Addison got a six. No idea. Someone get higher than ten. Come on. <laughs> Luke got an eight. <laughs> All right, we got one more chance. Come, oh, Mike. And a four from <laughs> Europe. Oh <my> God. <laughs> Nature, guys. <laughs> I'm just going to ask the, the the priestess, what is fire damp? She looks at you before she looks a little bit puzzled. It is a, uh, it is a, I assume it is a magical phenomenon, but um, it is an invisible phenomenon which seems to uh, kill those who remain within it for too long. But it is intensely flammable. We simply assume it is produced by earth elementals and released into the area. The gas. The flammable gas. Let's hope these earth elementals have not been farting since we'd like to cast fireball. Yes. And green flame blade. (laughs) Alright. I've been nerfed! (laughs) Have you though? Alright. So, she opens her arms and beckons to the doors. If you are able to make it to the ground floor, I believe you will uh, come out only a few hours' trek from the construct that we have seen from the window. Obviously, you may not uh, wish to go towards it, but uh, if that is your ultimate goal, then you may be able to use this position to rally the forces. I think that's a good idea. Mm. Um, before we do this, should we probably tell Commander Droid to send some men here? Yes. Good idea. Tell him what we're up to. Can I? Can I um, just see whether people want to um, call it a night now before we go into the into what sounds like a very large and combat. 
do not mind, but up to you guys. I'm keen to continue, but I won't be grumpy. I'm good. That's fair enough. We can finish up here then. I will immediately say you guys will not be going through all 100 floors. I will do a lot of hand-waving in that. I don't think any of us have the patience for you guys to complete a 100-floor dungeon. (laughs) I'm at level 20 at the end of that, surely. (laughs) (laughs) And so 50 podcasts are dedicated to this one dungeon. (laughs) Sorry, guys. This is is our next uh, campaign. We got a mini campaign. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, if we want to leave it there, um, do you guys want to nominate your MVP? I am nominating Nero. So yeah, monkey starts yeah. like smashing someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so we're all good for Nero. Yep. In that case, congratulations, Michael. That brings your total of stored natural twenties up to three. So the current tallying is such. Luke E, you currently have five stored away. Luke F, you have four. Rob, Michael, and Addison, you all have three. And Michael is still leading the charge with two nat ones. And Luke F, Rob, and Luke E, you all have one nat one stored. All right. And lastly, Michael, would you like a mage, rogue, or melee table? Uh, Rogue, thank you. Rogue. All right, roll me a d10. That is one ten. Hmm. I feel like you've already gotten this one. Well, somebody has. Did I give um iron bands of binding to someone? Mm, I don't have them. No. Not familiar? All right, must be my main group. All right. Iron bands of binding. Let me very quickly toss this into the chat for you. Do, 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 do. All right, so Rusty Sphere measures three inches in diameter and weighs one pound. You can speak in action to speak the command word and throw the sphere at a huge or smaller creature. As the sphere moves through the air, it opens into a tangle of metal bands. So basically, you have a Pokeball, which uh, mostly restrains things. That's cool. cool. Yeah, it does actually look pretty cool. You have so how big is this thing going to go fight? Sorry? How big is the thing going to go fight? <laughs> Who knows? Boom, boom, boom. Hopefully huge or small. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a leveled up rope of entanglement for me. Yeah, that's what I was going to yeah. say. You have, a, you have another rope of entanglement, but better. Bigger, better. Uh, make a ranged attack roll, you know, blah, 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 and hit the target as restrained until you speak the bonus word to command the word to release it. Uh, doing so while missing the attack cause the bands to contract and become a sphere once more. Creature including the one restrained can use an action to make a DC 20 strength check to break the iron bands. Bam. So Olga might be able to do it. Oh, look. And uh, when it fails, the items are just destroyed. That's always fun. That sucks. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> you want to be careful when you use it, Nero. Maybe, mm. maybe try and reinforce it with your rope. <laughs> make it never, make it never uh, get destroyed. Yeah, that would be cool. Reserve it for casters, not enormous <laughs> necromantic constructs. Uh, enormous necromantic constructs. If you get it with a with the rope as well, you probably get advantage. So a DC twenty strength 
check on advantage. That's not easy. Mm. If you can, anyway. So, yeah, congratulations, guys. You've been able to finish the session. Um, I will be generous and provide you with one day of downtime if you would like to wander the monastery. Otherwise, you guys can just immediately get back into things. Your call. Cool. I'm going to get you healthy. Five nat 20s, yeah? Five nat 20s, yep. So you can trade them in for one rare item if you like or yep. save up for 10 to get a very rare. I'm going to trade them in. Trade them in. All right. What would you like? Uh, cloak of Displacement. Oh, cool. Let's have mm. Cloak of Displacement. All right. So for our intrepid listeners, while you wear this cloak, it creates a projection of an illusion that it projects an illusion that makes you appear to be standing in place near your actual location, causing any creature to have a disadvantage on attack rolls against you. If you take damage, the property ceases to function until the start of your next turn. Wow, very nice. All right, in that case, yes, you may have one of those. Flavor it up for us. How did you come by that one over the course of the session? Um, I was going to say one of those monks we found gave it to me. Yep, easy enough. Okay, perfect. 